Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Mann. I'm a veteran of the... What's your name? <sighs> What's your name? Hello, Jake Mann. See, you don't understand <laughs> the panic and dread that I have every time I do these intros, because sometimes we come in very hot, like, yeah, hurry up, let's yeah, go do this. Let's get this going. Especially today, this is yeah, the yeah. first of five podcasts I will be recording Barf. today. And it's uh, 4 p.m. It's 4 p.m. Yeah, and then I have to go back to the office and do name graphics, <laughs> which is ironic uh, when I fucked you, up my name. So you get their name right. Well, one of the people that I'll do a name graphic for is myself. Yeah, so, Jake Mann, making his debut. Let, let's do this again. So sometimes I... So, okay. Listen, a problem... Just don't have, cut this out. But, no, I'm leaving all okay, this in. Good, good, good. The problem that I always have is okay. my brain gets ahead of my mouth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's why my handwriting is so sloppy. Okay. Is because my brain gets ahead of my hand. My okay. brain is working too fast i just too, took two alpha brains that's so what that probably why that maybe took one on one ratio yeah well it'd be maybe take some alpha hands or alpha mouth but so here's the thing i just took uh one this morning so this i'll be on my third alpha brain <laughs> midway through here so if it seems like i'm on coke uh i'm on coke i'm on coke <laughs> i'm being very method like sam sylvia <laughs> so <laughs> all right we'll take two take two here Everybody, we go quiet on the set quiet on the set welcome for your time how did this get booked Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, by my good, good friend. Uh, you can go ahead and just say the name, man. Fuck. No, no, no. You, no, you, you no, think no, of something? No, I'm, okay. I'm trying to think of something. Okay. All right, uh, right go the, ahead. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, who, uh, um, I'm doing great, Jake. How are you doing? How are you? Uh, <laughs> Zane Riley here. Zane Riley's here, and he's the only one here. Uh, and I, I appreciate you not wearing sleeves today because it's yep. going to get hot and sweaty in this room. <laughs> no shit, because you don't use AC. Oh, I kicked it on. I kicked it oh, on. Oh, shit. But I, I only, is it for Micah later? Well, it's for me later because it does get rather sticky in here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in here for eight hours. Oh, of course, yes. So um, just, I'm just knuckling down right mm-hmm. now so mm-hmm. i'm making sure that once i open the door in between the, the podcast for like 30 seconds i yeah. just get that blast of air I feel now there's it. no air in here because i closed no, all the course, vents as I you closed should. all the vents in yeah, my yeah, podcast you don't want that don't want that at all no. we have a slow moving ceiling fan mm-hmm. much like a, a film noir just yes. above our head that's uh, an overhead shot be real good here a little bit black and white oh absolutely and oh, me yeah. like looking into like a like a, a bottle of gin mm-hmm. or a bottle of bourbon just like, and then i tell you where i was that night mm-hmm Exactly. Take it from the top one more time. Where were you? And I'm thinking like, you know, like a dress with a slit down the side, showing off them legs. Is that me or so you? I assumed it would be you. Of course. I mean, I mean, you've these got, thighs are very nice. Yeah, you've got far better legs than uh, I you're do. True my, that, true my that. Legs so yeah, are, definitely a split. Like uh, The cigarette in the little cigarette holder, mm-hmm. like the little fucking Corilla DeVille gimmick. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, you've been activating your glutes, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. You know, me on the other hand, my glutes are, are dying very, very slowly. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, it just you fits know, in with uh, no ass Manning. No, well, flat butt Manning. Flat butt Manning. Sorry. Let's get, let's get it correct. <laughs> sorry. I'll hear my bitch about it this Thursday. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You're Good. you're all 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 about it. Um, but yeah, actually, uh, we'll be together this Thursday. We sure will. So if you're listening to this in a timely fashion, hopefully I am not losing my shit <laughs> at the, the current $5 wrestling live stream. So I'll be all jacked on Trulies. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So so will be Caleb, and he's he's got to pronounce names. Maybe he'll fuck up oh, some names. Oh, come on. You know he's going to fuck up oh, names. Oh, he's going to fuck up some names. Yeah. So. We should just write him wrong for him. Oh, yeah. He's pretty, probably dumb enough. He will read anything you put in front of him. I almost thought about Here's a little inside baseball. I almost thought about having his name graphic misspelled because it is $5 wrestling. <laughs> mm-hmm, and I know, course. I know how he loves it when people misspell Connolly. Yeah. Just fucking. Oh man. Add maybe an extra E or like, or maybe start it with a C instead. Mm-hmm. And then start Caleb with a K. Yeah. All of back it up. Yeah. Fucking yeah. loves those. He loves those. <laughs> Caleb. And he still fights it. He still fights it much like, you know, um, I used to fight the whole idea that Manscout is two words, that mm-hmm. one. Now I just let that wave of misused punctuation just wash over me and just flow over top. Of me. I don't like that. That was always my favorite part of your Twitter was letting everybody know it's Monday and it's two words. Well, I scheduled it. I made scheduled tweets and I'd put yep, it out every good. eight days or whatever. It, it still hasn't helped. It mm. still hasn't still, helped. Still out there. But, All uh, right. Speaking of flow. Oh, shit. Oh man, that's a good title too. It's a good name. It's a it's a good title because yeah. we, we you know we have we have sponsors now. We do as we've been over before. We we have sponsors especially on our wrestling and pop culture, and we have a, a very interesting sponsor today that t- kind of ties in with everything. Yes, um, it's and, always convenient how our sponsors seem to fit right in to the topic of of, of our of our show. Which you know the topic of our uh, show this is the glow uh season review mm-hmm. that we do so just right at the top before we ever get into the discussion of that or in the discussion of mm-hmm. our sponsor for today if you have not seen glow season 3 go ahead and shut the podcast off go ahead and go do that and come back or you know as you might find from us here later on just listen to this you'll be all right. Yeah, but well, you know or but go ahead and support or, or just jump in and, and yeah. go with the flow. Yeah. Ha. Ah. Speaking of flow, speaking of flow, ladies and some gentlemen, I don't know your lives. Uh, let me explain to you a good proper tampon. See, this week's episode is brought to you by Flow Heavy Duty Light Time Tampons. Uh, you know, sometimes you get your monthlies, and you're you're so worried you're going to send your man out to the store. He's going to pick up probably the wrong kind. Well, don't worry. Here with Flow Heavy Duty Light Times. We take that away. The embarrassment is gone. You can get it in a fine 12 pack, 24 pack, all the way from the light times to the heavy times, super duty, and everywhere in between. Your tampon flow can be heavyweight, but lightweight in that pocket. Absolutely. And, and you know, these. These monthlies, they come. They come like gimmicks, you know, mm. like, like gimmicks in the mail. They keep showing up mm. every single month. And sometimes, sometimes, ladies, you need a man's touch for your flow. You, you know? sure do. You know? And uh, these things, they're biodegradable. That means maybe you're swimming out in the ocean. Maybe you get done right in the middle of it. You're like, oh, I'm no longer on a monthly. Well, I've got this tampon in. Let's get rid of it. Pull that out. Let that float out to flipper. These things are biodegradable. They'll be gone in a week. Or jaws, because we all know periods attract <laughs> sharks and, and bears. bears. That's what we know as men. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why this is the, the first ever mm-hmm. uh, all-man 
Yeah. Uh, tampons. Yes, they're Everybody, all produced. Everybody all from, produced. from the top to the bottom. The president is a man. The person that puts it together is a man. The stream braider, that's a man. Mm-hmm. The boxer, man. Because sometimes that t- t- time of the month, you just need a man's touch. <laughs> that's right. You heard it from us. Please run out as soon as you can. <laughs> Meet our sponsors, Flow, Heavy Duty, Lightweight. That's right. Uh, you can buy those online uh, using the promo code uh, HDG. How, How did this get booked? Yep, there you go. Yeah, no. How did this get booked? We, we, we have the longest <laughs> promo code of all time because we have the hardest time uh, making the promo code. Like, what do you want for a promo code? They want something short, concise. You want the the initials for your show? Like, no, just no. have them tight. How did this get booked? Yeah, because if you really want this product discount, you'll put a little extra time in. The same way these men put a little extra time into your product. Absolutely. Fucking nailed it. Very, very happy about our current sponsor this week. Yeah. Very, very happy to have them aboard here on How Did This Get Booked. Thank you, Flo. Um, yes, thank you, Flo. Uh, thank you, Aunt Flo. Yes, well. increase. Uh, but also, to uh, some more thank yous to the people who left reviews. Oh. I actually mailed out three t-shirts last week. Holy cow. So, and Got a lot of a DM time there. Yeah, yeah. I was I was spending all kinds of t- time in the DMs just interacting with people, getting their, their, their shirt size and their mailing addresses and not going to do anything creepy with it. Promise <laughs> that much. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got to send a big thank you out to our former person who was sitting on top of the pole of Apple Podcast, E. Flamberson. I uh, actually spoke with E. Flamberson via DM, sent sent their t-shirt out in a timely fashion. But I got to say a big thank you to Donnie D 94 uh, who left a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, too, uh, I got to send a big thank you out to the, I believe, uh, Mikkel or Michelle Sisters. Uh, they are sitting on top of the poll, apparently. Her boyfriend listens to the podcast. Oh. Got her involved in the podcast. Oh, okay. And I was going to say, why doesn't she? Yeah. Or well, they? She does now. Okay, well, good. She does now. She now leaves a review. She will now get a free t-shirt. All Woo-hoo. she has to do is just slide in my DMs and give me her mailing address and her shirt size. Now, I know With that her boyfriend's consent. With her boyfriend's consent. Or, 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 if we need to send it to him, that's cool, or too. Or not. I don't know what their relationship yeah, is set up be like. I, you know, I, trust is a very, very important thing when it comes mm-hmm. to relationships. Sorry, you guys And that I believe that uh, Michelle or Miguel sisters has utmost trust in their relationship. But I also trust that people will also leave a review on Stitcher as well. And Gabriel Kidd is still sitting at the top. I actually mm-hmm. mailed his T-shirt out last week as well. He's part of that batch that I sent out. So thank you, Gabriel, for that. Gabriel, don't go changing. Don't go changing. So right now we will say uh, the Michelle sisters and Gabriel Kidd Every single week until somebody dethrones them. And mm-hmm, all you got to do mm-hmm. is just leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, and you will get a free T-shirt by merely just sliding into my DMs and leaving your shirt size and your mailing address. Also, too, um, give me your name. That'd be cool. But, so I know what to put on the package. Because yeah. some people are like, uh, just, just like their screen name is <laughs> Eve Flamberson. And I can't live with that on a package. So just I mean, you can. It just might not make it all the way. Once again, I know this is a whole creepy process where I got to know your address <laughs> yep. and your actual name yep. and how big you are yep. uh, when it comes to shirt sizes. You know, if you want to throw in maybe a credit card number, even though it's a free shirt, or maybe your social security number, that's cool, too. Uh, that's just so we can make sure he gets there in a timely fashion. Or also, too, if you want to, like... Uh, Blood your, type. Uh, yeah, blood type, uh, your 
Oh, you say blood type or butt type? <laughs> bit A, bit of B. Uh, I want to know what your butt type is. Do you, yeah. do you like them flat? Like because I'm your guy. Are you supple? You like a supple? You, you supple, like a supple butt? Well, that's, that's Zane Rabbit. That's right. That's, that's me. Right. So we got to know. Are, yeah. are you on team flat butt or are you on team <laughs> supple. supple butt? That's supple. all we want to know. Oh, supple butt Riley. Oh, supple butt Riley. Goddamn, I got to change my introductions to the ring. <laughs> I already have. How much time have we killed? Oh, we've killed like 10 minutes. Yeah. So, this is going to be great. This is going to be great, but um, I hate to say it. I well, really do, because it's kind of, the, the Glow Season review has been kind of like, uh, or maybe one of our few, if only, recurring things that we definitely. have on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, And first season of Glow. Other than themes. Yeah, and I, yeah. And, I, and I remember when we did season one of Glow, the discussion was like, man, this might be the best thing we ever discussed. Yeah. On the podcast. Of course. And, you know, we probably had a couple of things that are probably in the ballpark of that are just as yeah. good. Um, but it's still top three. Yeah, of course. I'd say. Yeah. Top yeah. three, easy, one easy. of the best things we, we've ever yeah. discussed, wa- had to watch for this podcast, and was, was glad to watch. Very. Um, season two, pretty close to that. Yeah, more uh, of the same. More of the same. Uh, we're very happy with that. Now... Season three, though. Mm, guys, we're real sorry. We are going to... I hope you didn't see this and you're like, fuck yeah, these guys are going to do a real good job about talking about how awesome season three was. Because it's fucking not. <laughs> I, uh, a lot I, of things are accomplished here, but a lot of it I didn't give one fuck about. Yeah, there, there's a lot of... I think I disliked more characters yeah. than normal yeah like there there's like th- a lot less redeeming qualities in yeah this. there are a lot of people like ooh, i don't like this person yeah or like i just found out about this person. i don't like them and also too like oh i really liked you and i don't like you anymore. yeah like and how I, is the cheating husband uh liberty bell's cheating husband the only redeemable character in this one yeah he's got a redemption arc <laughs> yeah like, like um <laughs> yeah i, I just I don't know. I feel very weird and conflicted. Yeah. And I know people are complex and they're messy and that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And also too, like there's not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure filming this, this season was great Yeah, because it was all in a casino. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of similar sets and you're just kind of locked in. And I think that might've been also a creative choice Yeah, because you're trying to convey that kind of just the, the groundhog day nature of having a residency mm-hmm. at a casino in Las Vegas. Yeah. But it, as a viewer, you, you're like, oh, Vegas, and you don't really see Vegas. Mm-hmm. You just see... You see this- the inside of this one casino, mm-hmm. and then you see uh, a fucking dirt casino, and then you see the desert. Yeah, which, by the way, when they get to the desert, like, episode six... Mm-hmm. Hands down, the best episode. Of course, and I, I where they all discover themselves, basically, and, and each and, other. And I think there's a lot of like ground laid mm-hmm. to that was helpful to make episode six as redeeming as it was. Yeah. So I feel like it was good from there, but then all of a sudden, like the next episode, you're like, "What? Yeah. What was going on? Like, and let's <laughs> hold on now. Yeah, let's 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 kind of just take episode by episode. Yeah, it's fine. We'll do that. You just have to take like some overviews of, yeah. of everything. Um. Just now, I binge watched all of this yesterday. Oh, you did? Oh, my I, head is I, fucking full. Also, keep in mind as we're discussing this, we watched this show. There's going to be another show that we're going to discuss, and then the next thing we're going to do after that is the Lucha Libre series. Yeah, uh, that's also on Netflix, and that's five episodes. This is a 
10 episodes. Yeah. So basically, we watch 15 episodes yeah. for basically two episodes of our podcast. And then the, the Lucha Libre one is completely in Spanish with no English dub or anything so you had to read it all and watch it all you had to be very engaged we couldn't Whole be on our phones whatsoever. and that that was very tough like at least glow you could kind of like all right let me check i can listen yeah, yeah. So I, I can listen if anything pops up i can hit the, the back button but not not on that literally be nope. engaged whole fuck whole time so basically we watched i don't know like about but 10, was in 10 hours about as we did about 10 hours of content just for two episodes of this podcast yeah so we're our brains are kind of fried yeah. so if this sucks we tried real hard, guys. Oh, Hopefully we, the, f- the front end was loaded enough for you to let us uh, slide on this back end. Yeah. Because of our great sponsors over at Flow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's keep let's going. Let's get it going. Let, let's get the flow of this episode Here we go, going. Guys. Um, so episode one is basically all based around the Challenger explosion. Yeah. Holy fuck. So they start setting it up and they're talking about it and she's shitting on it. I was like, wait a minute. Did the Challenger explode? You didn't know. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, wait, that, wait a minute. And then the small unravel is she just keeps going uh, as Zora, and then everyone else around her reacting was probably one of the best moments of the entire season too. Oh, I I liked episode one. Like, yeah, I, I was like the the whole thing being around the Challenger explosion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, as a guy who is a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. who is listening to the darkest jokes possible at open mics at midnight. Uh, I loved it. This is my yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah. Loved every bit of this. <laughs> Give me more challenger jokes. There's no, the world is not full enough with challenger <laughs> jokes. That's that's where I feel, especially then. Especially especially then. Especially <laughs> right off the heels of it. Uh, but we're also introduced to a new character uh, played by Gina Davis, uh, Sandy, who's the entertainment director. Yes. So she's she's fantastic. So it's good to see that. Um, good character. Great character. Absolutely. I'm, try- I'm trying to look through all my notes and stuff like that. Uh, they they also have, uh, you know, free trips, chips for the girls, so the girls mm-hmm. can, like, go perform, opening night, just coming off the Challenger, all those things. And they talk about having a moment of silence <laughs> on the show. Or like, they're even going to have the show at all. Yeah, have the show and at all. And they ask Gina Davis's advice, and she basically gives them no advice. Absolutely. None whatsoever. <laughs> None. Not, not a bit. And then, of course, like the... The party after the show is space themed, so Bash is running around <laughs> trying to figure that out. That, that's always wonderful. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, th- there's a couple lines in here that I, I thought were kind of interesting. Um, Sam makes a, a comment of uh, 45 minutes of people taking off their coats, <laughs> which made me think of George South immediately. Yeah. And then there's another line. They're running through that, that dry run through or whatever. Yeah. The pacing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, too, like, one of the things I really liked about Glow that was kind of like a tip of the cap and it felt like, like, oh, you understand about yeah. pro wrestling. Um, and, and episode one had the one and only example of that through the entire series. Okay. Was when uh, they brought in the choreographer with Gina Davis, the short guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gina Davis, Sandy's introducing and saying this is wrestling the this legendary choreographer goes i used to wrestle in high school (laughs) which is if you tell anybody like if you're a pro wrestler yeah and you tell anybody that you're a pro wrestler and you're talking to a person that's a civilian for lack of a better word yes of course they will go to you like oh i used to wrestle in high school 
as if they just can't let me have that. Yeah. They have to let me know, like, oh, I know exactly what you do. <laughs> I did this thing in high school. I love, my, mine's always, oh, well, what class are you? Okay, fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, because I'm still in collegiate wrestling as a 35-year-old man. Yeah, they were trying to get that out of the Olympics a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And you think that that's my career path? Yeah. Like, that's that's a that's a lonelier career path than actual professional wrestling. Exactly. Like, uh, but yeah, they, I just... <laughs> what, class, what, what class are you? Fucking fat, man. What number is that? <laughs> Write that number down. FF. That, that's me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they always like, oh, I used to wrestle. So I understand. Yeah. It's it's like being on a Netflix show yeah. or being Leonardo DiCaprio and somebody going, I used to do, take drama in high school. Yeah. Not even be in plays, but yeah. I used to take, take it drama. as a class. Yeah. So it's even less than. Yeah. So it's not even. I, and it just, it'll, it, but there's, there's just those little moments like in the first two seasons where they're like, oh, this is why this is something that Chavo or somebody who's a wrestler contributed yeah, yeah. to this. Or this is obviously a careful eye of, of the producers that they've picked up mm. over over time. And there'd be like little nuggets of that that as a pro wrestler uh, in previous seasons where I'd be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what it's like. You get it. And that and this line is one of those things. But we never get anything like that again. Yeah. It, it, but it is all more about everybody's character at this moment mm. in time. We've. We've set the scene, we set up the stage, and it's all about the characters now, but... Uh, Some of them don't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only, like, legitimately one wrestling show and another wrestling match. Like, the the Switch episode and then the final thing where she just has to wrestle uh, a girl as Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there used to be a lot more wrestling. I think that's the, I think that's a, the the thing that I most um, turned off, or the thing that didn't engage me enough. Yeah, there wasn't enough wrestling. Yes, yeah. there just there really wasn't. Yeah, and I think compared some, to the first two seasons, not at all. Yeah, and and that was the thing that I really enjoyed about this mm. show. But there's some people that probably like very engaged with the characters. Of course, and like, I think we could have learned just as much about these characters and had more wrestling. You know, it kind of like the last two seasons have just been like, oh, character development, but also they're wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, we could have had more of that. We could have spent a little less time in certain story areas. But, you know, fuck me. But if you really like season three and you like the character's development and yeah. they took more in a direction that you liked because, you know, we got the introduction of Bobby Buns' character, which... Fucking was, favorite character the whole episode. A season. Love, yeah. Fucking, like, like... Best. Best. Like, yep. I... Introduction of his character is amazing. I'd love to see a spinoff with him and Sandy. Just, really to, yeah, just hang out. Yeah, just hang out and just do your own thing and work <laughs> at a casino. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, uh, and and I dig that. That's awesome. And and I think a lot of like female wrestlers that are big fans of RuPaul Drag Race mm. or people women who are fans of female female like wrestling and, yeah. and, they're like, and they like RuPaul's Drag Race. Like then they probably like season three. Yeah, but the the elements of Glow that I like don't exist. Yeah. In, in in this season. And that's my toughest part of this whole thing. Uh, but I... Not to be a, a, a male. Yeah. But, uh, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Whoa! You guys just heard our... Uh, it's complicated, Bill. Well, it's our complicated, Bill. <laughs> yep. Just comes off. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, I must say, Allison Brie, in this gold dress at the end of episode one, amazing. Oh, yeah. And we, and we even get a, like, a shot of her topless in here. And most dudes would be like, oh, look at the boobies. Yeah. I was like, 
she is jacked. She is, is sure. Yes. Her diet is on point. Yeah. This whole season. She did an amazing job getting in shape. For yeah, this. of course. Hands like incredible. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a person who is struggling to have abs himself. <laughs> and under- you know that Allison Brie diet. And understanding that like women getting abs and being like shredded and jacked in, in, in that much of a shape. Mm-hmm. That it's like three times harder. Yeah. And also too, like your woman, there's certain areas that have to be soft and, mm-hmm. and then also trying to be tone in certain areas like trying to tone one one area but then soften another that's just complex where me as a dude is like yeah. ah, just solid everywhere fuck it all yeah fuck it all make it all hard as a rock <laughs> do whatever i do punish all this do all this <laughs> i'll deal with it later or like as a woman you gotta navigate that <laughs> so kudos to her for working yeah for sure working that hard during during this whole series unbelievable but uh episode one could have used five more challenger jokes just because yeah, just, uh, you know. just because um, but we, you know, we can say that about every show. Yeah, absolutely. I really feel like Baking Friends could have done more with it. Breaking Bad could have had a couple of <laughs> Challenger jokes. I, I, I would have got on board. Yeah, I got yeah, on board. I would have cared more about it. Yeah, I mean, everybody. Maybe there will be some in the movie that's coming out on Netflix. On I, well, that's I haven't seen any Breaking Bad because yeah. I have not been told how many Challenger exactly. jokes are in So it. if you guys watch our show or listen to our show, you can't really watch it, I don't think. So if you guys listen to our show and then you watch the Breaking Bad movie, if there's any Challenger jokes, please... Hit us up. But I, or some of your favorite shows that do have challenger jokes. Because everybody and their brother comes up to me and they're like, have you seen Breaking Bad? And I go, no. And then, <laughs> you should. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then usually they walk away and they Man. stop talking to me and think I'm not cool. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. really I'm like, oh, no, fuck you. Your whole personality is based off of quoting lines from The Office. Exactly. Um, ah, so, suck it. Uh, so if they would just stick around long enough to hear my next question, which <laughs> yeah. would be how many challenger jokes are in breaking bad yeah. season one? Yeah. If they told me eight, I'm like, okay, well I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a look. I'll give it a look. I'll get a look and I'll get invested. It started slow, but it got there. I got there. Um, but look, where we got to next was episode two, the hot tub <laughs> club. Uh, just basically talking about their day off. This Man, is a, this, this hit home. Did the, it? The whole, the hot tub and like, uh, awesome Kong's need for it. Is that, that's not this part. It comes up in a little bit. Her, little her, her back problem. Yeah. Her episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that it, hit home way hard. It, probably even for her because... It's got to be true, really. Well, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kia. Yeah. Kia Stevens, who plays uh, uh, Welfare Queen, Tamay. They, they mm-hmm. backed off the Welfare Queen. They yeah. used to refer to her as Welfare Queen a lot, and yeah. they've backed off that, and they've used her hey, character name a lot time, more. brother. Yes. They've <laughs> definitely changed that a lot, but... Uh, Amazing Kong, mm-hmm. she had a lot of back issues mm-hmm. throughout her career, and that's it's been something that she's always had to deal with for her entire career. It's yeah. always like a big problem. So, her getting into character for that <laughs> very easy, very easy, and and kind of heartbreaking. Oh, very much. When knowing that that you know her some of her back issues probably have shortened her career. Mm-hmm. And, a very good career. And very good career, even still with the back issues, yeah. and then like. Here she is playing that out like art, imitating life. It was very, very sad. We we haven't got there. Yet. No, it was, I was saw Hot Tub Club and then I remember the gift at the end. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, but uh, Hot Tub Club is is a Sam and Ruth episode, which are always the better episodes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Um, there's okay. a, I know where we are. I know, I know where we're at, and this is the one where Britannica gets sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhonda, I believe, is a real name, but I would just. I kept writing down Britannica, Britannica yeah. and misspelling Britannica. Uh, each time, different each ways. Time. Just, as, just as many times as I wish I could misspell Caleb Conley. I was about to say, just as many times I'll misspell Caleb Conley on this next $5 edition. And 
and this is where like Bash is kind of learning to be in a relationship. Yeah, where it's you know this person needs you, and it's always that thing. You know, you always. But, but like the because he even talks about how like when he was sick as a child, they just basically shunned you away until you were better. Which is what I want. Yeah, of course. Yeah, get, me too. Get, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, I mean. Even when I'm at my best, get the fuck away. Yeah. That means I'm rolling, motherfucker. Get the fuck out the way. Like <laughs> This one is just you're in the way. I'm sick. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm always telling the person I love to get away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my character flaws and traits. <laughs> and one of my strengths. Yeah. <laughs> um, Debbie is uh, shown in like first class, and she's going back to see her kid, and that's mm-hmm. showing the whole juggling act of that, and going back and seeing her kid, and it, we discuss it just shines a light on like gender roles, and then the fact of like women judging other women because of kids, and then feeling that way, and you know, <laughs> she has a real good fucking fuck you to the stewardess, yeah, and and men are never asked, mm-hmm. like you know, as far as your kids, and I, I think that that's was something nice that was explored. Um, so, and then we get introduced to the guy. I never read JJ is his name. Yes. Tex. Tex. JJ. Um, we get introduced to him who I thought was going to be an awesome character. Like I thought it was real cool up until, till the payoff of it all. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but we, at least we meet JJ here. We, we don't know it yet. Though. We, yeah, we don't know. We don't know how important this character is going to be, but. Yeah. This actor did a very good job, except for what they asked him to do. But the um, big fuck you on the plane was the highlight of this. Yeah, absolutely. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things. I think a lot of deep things set up mm-hmm. that in episode two, I was like, okay, well, we're going to discuss some things because Arthie, Arthie, and Yolanda's having issues mm-hmm. and the overthinking issue, and then uh, you know Sam professing his love and just that whole. The whole issue, and I, and I think about this a lot recently, um, like being in a working re- environment with a woman, mm-hmm. and you know, as me being a man and a single man, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I like I really dig working with you and hanging out with you, but then there's that issue of like, you're a man, I'm a woman, mm-hmm. we're jiving here. Why can't and it's it's one could of the, this be more? Yeah, why couldn't it? and why shouldn't it? Yeah, but then at the same time too, like you and me met, jive, we were cool, yeah. and everyone was like, you know, this this big guy. <laughs> maybe, it, it's just that weird thing of like, why can't like I just that that whole you know complex thing that, mm. that happens, and I, I think a lot of women in predominantly male situations, or especially like in, in, in wrestling, like yeah. you know, like hanging out why can't we just be friends yeah. but male female just friends and that's what it is and it always seems like the guy falls for the woman mm-hmm. you know it, it, it seems like to me in a lot of situations or like the guy's like oh, i just want to fuck her when it's <laughs> and, and i'm sure that's heartbreaking for the woman We're like i just want to be a contemporary yeah i want to be i want to be your pal and, yeah. bud, your pals like there's a one particular uh girl right now that's very much like being very buddy buddy with me and in the back of my mind i'm like my my dumb fucking man brain's like, what's going on here? Is she flirting <laughs> with me? But then I have to remind myself, like, no, no, no. She's just trying to be a friend, man. Yeah. She's awesome wrestler, fantastic person, really digger. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be this person's friend. Yeah. Like this is this Pro is, times. Yeah. Like tons of respect for her. Mm-hmm. And like me trying to put those gross feelings to it yeah. is going to ruin all this. Of course. And I, I think she's fantastic, funny, hilarious, and I enjoy 
every time I see it. Mm-hmm. So trying to take that out of it, the, like those gross feelings, <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, yeah, you're you're a dude, bro, as well. You know, <laughs> and just like and and, ha- and have fun and make jokes and you know yeah. just goof around yeah. and just be that. And then that's that's something that's kind of discussed here. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, oh, that's setting up. For a larger discussion there, much like we're having a much larger discussion with Arthi and Yolanda, much like we're having discussion of gender roles of a mother and how women associate with that. And then also to understanding what it's like to now be in a relationship with Bash and Britannica. And um, we don't get any of that. And all those complex things that could have been the story or the overarching themes of multiple things. They just like, nope, that's all we're going to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. I just I I saw those things. I'm like, okay, well, these are. These are some things. Well, those are things that we aren't going to finish discussing right now. We're not. We leave we leave them open ended, or leave them open. Just there's no payback on payoff on some of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, and I would like a larger discussion on all of those. And, and mm-hmm. you know, predominantly the show is predominantly written by females, and I'd like their perspective on it. Yeah, because I feel like entertainment can be educational. Yes, but at the same time too, it's not your job to educate me. <laughs> Can so, educate myself sometimes. Gotta educate myself sometimes. Um. Episode three uh, starts off in the gym. This is where we get to the dance class with the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. We also get to see the Scalar Brothers. Man. Which we should have saw more of them. Yeah. Them being like Vegas showrunner scumbag yeah. fucking assholes. They totally should have showed up more than the one episode. Yeah. And they really should have got their comeuppance. Yeah. Because they just came in when they were just fucking douchebags. Yeah. I don't think they got their comeuppance. No. Not at all. They are just told to get the fuck out of the room and they got out of the room. Yeah. Like, they should have, like, there should have been a an effort to fuck them over. Yeah. Like, that would have been a whole episode of interest. Fuck these guys. Yeah, fuck these guys. Yeah. We're, we're, Which we we're, meet because Bash is trying to, to, to spread out the, the women wealth here. And mm-hmm. uh, him and Sam play some hot, uh, some, some tennis with mm-hmm. uh, the Sklar brothers. And basically all they do is just bullshit and chat and jerk each other off. Uh, which we, which all this leads to a very important... Uh, theme for the rest of the season uh, they fuck off and then Bash and Sam play and Bash just beats the shit out of Sam mm-hmm. who just wanted to actually play some tennis and we realize how we start to, to mess with how old Sam is and his uh, mortality yes his grapple with mortality absolutely um, one thing that I think Glow does better than most shows probably better than any show that I've seen, for yeah. sure, uh, and I've always appreciated this, is how they handle nudity mm-hmm. in that. It's I, never a sexual way. It's never a sexual way, but also, too, it feels like if the women are going to be topless, the men are going to go full frontal. Yeah. You know, like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like the men. We do get a dick in this season. We, we, we get a dick in this episode. Yeah, hell yeah. We get a dick. We one get of the best ass. parts, but one of my more infuriating parts. Yeah. Uh, how infuriated? Uh, it's love the dick. Dick was great. Okay. It's, this is something between those two. It's between, uh, what was his name? Paul? Yeah. Paul uh, and Melrose. Uh, which is a funny, what happens there is funny. But there was never any more conflict between the two. And I would have liked his whole thread of, you haven't heard the last of me, kind of come back to play. And then like, no, we're but, just boyfriend girlfriend now and you pay for sex. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just kind of fizzles out and... A big moment occurs with Paul again at the very end of the season. But this here in particular, I was like, man, I really hope this comes and pays off. Or, like, they have to now fuck Paul over or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, they just got caught in a midnight cowboy situation. Yeah. 
So. They each think they're are. She uh, Melrose thinks that Paul thinks that Melrose is a hooker. Yeah, the Midnight Cowboy situation. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> everybody knows that one. I, yeah. who, who doesn't? Who doesn't know the Midnight Cowboy if you situation? Don't, if you don't know the Midnight Cowboy situation, guys. Just go ahead and hop on off this podcast. But no, like it always <laughs> feels like you know. Okay, if the women are gonna be nude, the men have to be more neuter. Yeah, you know for sure. And, and, I'm, I, and I'm there for it. Yeah, that's that's fine. I I appreciate that. Understand like like that one season where. It's like, okay, well, Mark Marin, you have to show your ass too, because yeah. these girls will show their ass. Yeah. And he's like, All right, cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> just I, I like that accepting a second of this and then kind of you know, tipping the scales a little bit yeah. more evenly because it's always been like it it wouldn't be a hot of this good booked episode if I didn't bring up a James Bond book. I was waiting. Uh <laughs> or uh I believe Roseman Pike. Uh, who was in Die Another Day. She was, I believe, asked to strip mm-hmm. as part of her audition. And I don't even know if she had a love scene in that movie. They just asked her to get naked. She just be naked. Yeah, we need to see what you look like naked as part <laughs> of the audition for Die Another Day. Which is weird because um, James Bond is actually, that franchise is run by a woman. Mm-hmm. Hey. So that's that's weird. It's a different time. Where's the different time bell? Ta-ding! Yeah, where's that, where's that problematic bell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Complicated bell time. Complicated bell time. <laughs> Complicated bell time. That's, that's every wrestling show ever. That's definitely the episode you might be watching right now this <laughs> Thursday as yeah. this episode comes out. Um, <laughs> and then I, I make a note because uh, we get a Cherry and Keith uh, discussion. and Keith is a great character, too. Yeah, I did Keith. He, he's one of the he's one of the only last baby faces, and he babies up even more at the very end. Yeah, he's even more good. Well, that's the thing is, like they're the best, and then it gets, <clears throat> you know, Keith Keith wants kids, where Cherry doesn't. Which we don't know that yet. Yeah, she's all for it at this point. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, fine with me, Cherry. You check all the boxes. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want. Kids. Come on, junk chain. Yeah. Well, it's not Junk Chain, remember? Because Junk Chain turned to Yolanda because because mm. Cherry left and then she yeah. came back and they already had Junk Change. Phil, Junk Change, you know. You, you get it. Don't you, worry you about get names. it. You, you get it. I have problems with G's today. Yeah, you're closer to that name than your own earlier. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, episode four, say yes. This is where. Ruth's boyfriend, forgetting his name right now. I forgot he was a fucking character. You forgot <laughs> until uh, until like when they started like when when Sam confesses his love to Ruth, mm-hmm. and she's like, "But I've got whatever." And I'm like, "Fuck, I forgot he was even there." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he he's a thing, and he pops up in this episode, and uh, this is where uh, we get introduced to Bobby Buns and hell Bobby, yeah, fantastic character, great fucking addition, love every bit of it. Um, this is also like, like really weird, like interactions with Ruth and her boyfriend mm-hmm. throughout. Um, we also see uh, an appearance of Carlito. Yeah, filling in as as a ref. The so, only time. Yeah, because Keith just basically left fucking town. Yeah. Uh, also, too, I thought it was kind of ironic that uh, Ruth's character has a fanny pack on. I don't know <laughs> if she's wearing a fanny pack because it's the eighties or because she's a wrestler. Yeah, not hundred percent sure. What not enough is. fanny pack in here regardless. Yeah, not enough fanny pack. I, I want to feel like that fanny pack was a nod to pro wrestlers, yeah. much like the line earlier of like I used to wrestle in high school. Yeah. Uh, but I can't be for sure. Yeah. I can't I can't be for sure. This is also when people are trying out for Bash to be a part of the show, like we have the magician. Yeah, everybody's 
Yeah. Getting was, jobs all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Not a lot that happens in this episode. No, we, then we have the uh, uh, the initial relationship between... Was it Billy? Or Bob, what, is our, what is our favorite character's name? Bobby Bugs. Bobby and uh, the... The wolf girl. Sheila. Sheila. We have that. The the seeds, the beginning of that relationship. You know what? I, I think Sheila, probably one of my more favorite characters. Like, it was very well Yeah, she stays, she stays good the whole time. Uh, but, like, there's some real development. There, yeah. Where she was just very one note. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like it was very intelligent to, like, okay, this character is one note. Yeah. Let's put some more dimensions here. Let's develop this character. Mm-hmm. Let's make this character more. That was a story I gave a shit about. Yeah, I think Sheila's character is definitely the person I care mm-hmm. the most about, and probably in this whole series, and a couple others. We'll get there when we get there. But um, yeah, I think there's some stuff explored in this this episode. Just the whole problem with entertainment, yeah. where you just need one person to say yes mm-hmm. uh, when a room full of people across the country love you. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what this whole episode was about. And um, yeah. Very poetic, yeah. a, little, a little bit, a little better episode than maybe maybe I, I alluded to a few seconds ago. And the season, the, the more we talk about it, I think we're going to convince ourselves the season wasn't as bad as we initially sat down to talk about. I mean, episode as I discussed in episode four, that kind of hits the right fucking notes. For yeah, me. Um, yeah. Don't so much about episode three. Episode two had. We're gonna. Potential. I think we're gonna appreciate it more. I'm still not gonna like it as a good season. It's still not the best season. Oh, we but. still we still have to have a long discussion on whether or not we're gonna do season four. Yeah, so we we need to talk. But about I think that. we're gonna we're gonna end up liking this a tad bit more than we expected going into this. Mm-hmm. But at uh, the same time, still didn't like it. So. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> but keep in mind though, episode five, no. Freaky Tuesday. Now that's a good idea. I thought this would bring a whole lot more heat. I thought this was gonna be a bigger issue. Than it was. Well, this is also the sore back episode. Yeah. So that's where we start, and that's which we, is the reason we had to do Freaky Tuesday. Freaky Tuesday, just so we could get to uh, like the fact that Tame could play mm-hmm. like one of the Bettys mm-hmm. and not have to move that much. Which is smart wrestler, yeah. you know, right there. But um, yeah, we run into Tame's issues with her back being all fucked up, and we do this really nice montage of. What every single night, because I don't think we really take into consideration that even though there's not any wrestling in these episodes, they're wrestling seven days a week for three solid months until later on when it becomes more. Yeah, I think that maybe that's something to take in consideration, too, is that they're not going to be wrestling that much because they would be wrestling a lot. Yeah. In these shows, but like this would have been a good episode to put a little more wrestling in. And it's just a montage of her sliding into the ring, doing a thing. And it's just that exact same segment, like over and over and over again, but it's her slower to get up, slower to get up, wake up in the morning, take a hot shower, take some pills, drink some wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just that constant over and over and over and over. Can't go to the doctors. I'll just get in the hot tub later. But, you know, when everybody flips, the, you know, their characters and we're seeing a lot more of what the show is, mm-hmm. I think this would have been a good time to have some more wrestling. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like this would have been... A, Instead of just entrances. Yeah. Like, usually about episode five, episode six... Mm-hmm especially in past seasons, they've given a pretty good wrestling episode Yeah, uh, in there about this time. Yeah. And to say that this is the wrestling episode in the middle, yeah. mm, 
This is where I wander a little this bit. Is, this is where it just gets problematic everywhere. Yeah. All the complicated bells go off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all the complicated bells, except for uh, Betty Gilpin as a Russian, though. Wow. I will complicate my life for that. Yeah, no shit. I will it was compli- real good. I will complicate everything. Uh, and Ruth switching over to Liberty Bell was cute. Mm-hmm. You know, different takes on it. Uh, but then we get the real fun. Well, then we get this whole new setup of Fortune Cookie and Melrose being best friends. And then Melrose going out there and doing insanely offensive uh, Chinese uh, accent and portrayal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, this is also where Sandy, the entertainment director, mm-hmm. she uh, she loses her mentor. Mm-hmm. And then she's, she's going to see the show. And this is just happens to be the show she's going to see is where everybody mixes everything up. Yeah. Also, too, Sam is now refing because they need a ref. Yeah. And then his daughter is there, and that's going to be the first show so she sees. And they ended up, and then Sam's daughter and Sandy end up sitting together. And I fucking love this this dialogue <laughs> where Sam's daughter goes, "My dad's in the show." And Gina Davis, uh, who plays Sandy, says, "My father figure died this week." <laughs> fucking just love it, love it. Love I, fucking, it. I love the fucking line. Yep, love that fucking line. I, like I was like. Ain't getting better than that. Uh, they, just I love Downward Spiral, Gina Davis. Yeah. She's my favorite. You could have ended the whole episode right yeah. there. Uh, show, it would have been better. Would have been better, but we would have missed out on, on Russian Betty Gilpin. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, and I just, Sam reffing with his hands on his hips like the entire time. Yeah. Just, just a little Pez Watley out there. Yeah, just kind of like I'm here. Hey man, whatever. Whatever. I mean, come on, travel. Just give 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 him a little direction on <laughs> his hands on the hips. What do I do with this? What do I do with this? Uh, but see, this I, I felt that this was going to be more problematic than it was as far as what it would mean to the show. Like, you guys really fucked it out there. Gina Davis hates it and wants to get rid of us. Yeah, like out. a different conflict. You think there's no, there was no conflict from this. There's no, no. there's no stakes to there it. There was really. never, there's never any there, real there conflict. Was, there were stakes, that, but then it was like, oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, that seemed like a lot of things. Like, oh, there's real stakes to this, and like, no, nah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. So there, I they just feel like there was a lot of that. But, mm-hmm. um, but it is a, everything is almost feels like a slow burn to mm-hmm. episode six. Uh, outward Bound, where they all decide to take a camping trip, which is kind of like the first time they've been outside of the casino, really. Yeah. And the, like, I've got to tell you, it's got it must have been super fucking cheap to film this season because yeah. they were reusing a lot of the same sets mm-hmm. and hotel rooms and could have done this all on a sound stage and just turned this around pretty easily. Yeah. So, um, I did like that Ruth was talking about Lake Oka Jiboji. Oka Jiboji? I think I said that right. It's in Iowa. Okay, I was going to say, I, why? That's that's why I was special. Because it's in Iowa. So, that's why. And then this is where we talk about managers, and then it's just very like, mm. oh, Captain Lou, Bobby Heenan, and Cindy Lauper. It's like, oh, we just name-check these people to let you know there's still a wrestling show. And I felt that was just very, very odd. Um, but uh, but this this episode is, is, is my favorite. Yeah. Of the whole season mm-hmm. this is where a lot of the stuff that had been kind of been set up got knocked down this is where sheila's tipping point as a character was has her uh her her vision mm-hmm. <laughs> has her vision with a wolf this is also debbie and ruth they all every time that they get together and they're real with each other it feels like their characters grow this is where ruth realizes she's in love with sam 
and this is where everything kind of develops. But also, too, like this is the episode where you take Jenny, who's just been in the background, mm-hmm. and would get a line or two in here or there. Like, gets this amazing scene where she just talks about her family and being mm-hmm. immigrants and what that is and what that means. Why that hurt her. That, why that hurt Melrose her. Melrose did. Yeah, and just... Yeah. Yeah. Like that, I was like, fuck yeah. I like this episode. Because mm-hmm. it, it just feels like the characters moved in this episode. Like, I think, you know, Melrose kind of moved in this episode. Mm-hmm. Sheila moved in this episode. Jenny moved. I think Yolanda and Arthie's relationship moves a little bit. And then you get small movements from Ruth and Tame and Debbie. Just, mm-hmm. But the, they're always driving forces yeah. but like i feel like i finally like brings the rest of the ensemble to the forefront yeah. yeah i was just very happy with this episode I felt like fucking the goalpost was moving or yeah. they were moving down the field to get to the goalpost more yeah. like it and it just everything else just didn't feel like that mm-hmm. the whole season and this, there was some real movement but then i'm like okay well you're setting it for this but uh yeah so then i went back at the beginning of the notes i'm like you know wrote down at the beginning like make sure you watch you know, like, make sure you make it clear to everybody who's listening. If they haven't watched, like, get, at least get to episode six, because that's where everything turns around. Yeah. And then we get to the rest of this. And then the rest of the season happens. The rest of the season happens. There's a couple things we haven't touched on that we probably should have. Uh, we'll go back to it. I, I remember a couple. Okay. Well, maybe, we maybe, it'll, maybe it'll come up with as far as the progressions go. Yeah. But uh, let's get to Sam. Episode seven. Uh, Sam has left at the end of episode six. Uh, she goes to confess her love to him, and he's just gone. Just gone. Um, Debbie's baby gets out. It's on the casino floor. This is where we circle back around to JJ Tex, yep. who's now clean shaven. Um, so, and this is uh, where they start their little relationship. Yeah, and uh, that goes really well for a minute. Yeah, kind of like she's a cool character. Yeah. You know? Just old and and old man dating mm-hmm. a younger woman. I'm just like, oh, this after is... she's been the older woman fucking all these young boys. Yeah, and I just like, oh, well, this is what dating is going to be like for me in the future. That's basically mm-hmm. like the note that I put there. Um, this is also where Bash ends up getting like forty million dollars because mm-hmm. he's actually legit married, and Birdie like signs Bring... off on it. And, Birdie um, and and Britannica have this bonding moment that they didn't expect to have. Mm-hmm. And Sam is with his daughter, taking around with the script because mm-hmm. uh, supposedly she wrote a real good one, a real good one, and it, and and people are worried about Sam because they know it's not as good as anything else that he's written before. Yes. But he's called in all these favors to get her meetings, and as soon yeah. as he gets some success for her, he has a heart attack. Yep. So yeah, we also see all the bridges he's burnt along the way, which is great. The Buddhist guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Love it. You're a Buddhist now? Yes, I am. Yeah, the fact that, Fuck he's, you. The fact that he's Buddhist and he thinks of a revenge because he <laughs> did that much evil shit to him. <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. On on par with uh, fucking Jake Manning. <laughs> when I have to go around and beg for my illegitimate son to get a job yeah. in professional wrestling <laughs> and all the shit that I'm going to have to eat just to get him in. Yeah. Or daughter. I don't know. Either way. But I, I probably won't have to beg my daughter to get in. She'll probably get She's in. She's right probably right She's, away. She'll be very talented yeah. and everybody will see that right Beautiful. away. Beautiful. Beautiful light skinned girl. Yeah, beautiful light skinned girl. They're gonna hire her immediately. Or my son, I'm gonna have to pull a lot more fucking strings because <laughs> he's also kind of a fucking moron. Of course. Too, so, um, 
Also, this episode seven was directed by Allison Bree. That's why you oh. don't see a lot of her in in this episode. So that explains why. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we move on episode seven, and then we get to episode eight, and this is where they just flash forward right away at the beginning. Where where Ruth sit down and like they're celebrating the fi- the 50th show, <clears throat> and then it just flash forwards all the way to December 1986. <laughs> yep, because we've we've uh, we've now had the bad uh, bash hill turn. Yeah, here, which we kind of we kind of glazed over uh, an episode or so ago. Maybe it's on the death episode. Uh, Gina Davis offers them to, an extension to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was just the first three months. They were done in March. And they were going to take it to the end of the year. And basically everyone was like, no. And then Bash has this whole, well, this is my fucking company. No matter what you guys think you are, mm-hmm. I own this goddamn thing. We're going to do whatever the fuck I say. And everyone just sort of takes it. Yeah. Except for except for Sam. But at the same time, too, like Sam's going to get his money either way because he's a producer. Yeah. But at the same time, too, it's got to... Having a residency, like, yeah, sure, it'd be psyched to do the same exact show over and over and yeah. over again, and that's a complaint. And, yeah, it would feel repetitive like this montage is conveying, but at the same time, too, I don't think you're paying for your room. No, you're you not paying to, for food. You're not paying for food. So all the money that you're making is going right in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know. But this is also where we kind of establish that the money is not the best for the girls. Yeah, but... But well, we established that in the last episode. Yeah, but Jenny's like demanding more money. Yeah. to do because she's doing all the the costuming seamstress. and being a seamstress, and she's happy with that money she yeah. makes. Like she seems like she's happy with the money she's making wrestling, mm-hmm. but she feels like she'd be getting more because she's doing more. Gotcha. And they're like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, well, I guess this money's good enough for that. Mm-hmm. Like, and some of these other girls are like, okay, well, I'm just getting money for this, and like, keep in mind they. I mean, Britannica was living in her car. Yeah. And now she's... Well, she's got $40 million now. She's got $40 million now. I mean, Metal Rose just had like a... a lim- she had a limousine as a regular fucking car. All right, maybe I was wrong about the money then. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's... See, I'm, I'm all for a residency. Let me residence up. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. I'm I'm not against it. I mean, yeah. I'll probably go crazy, and after when I'm done with it in a year, I'm done with it. Yeah. But, yeah, give me a year where I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to kind of put rest of a life on pause make some fucking money and not mm-hmm. have to worry about anything else and then yep. I'll come back to what life is all about so um uh this is where Cherry gets into trouble okay I did not only, think that, that was it only but only $5,000 though and it never really does she ever pay it do they even say I'm guessing this mud wrestling she did pay it all of it all of it wow the two of them together yeah okay and, I knew that was like the way they were going to make the money but they didn't say like Oh, here's your five thousand dollars for mud wrestling one time. I would fucking leave. Yeah. If if she's making all this money in a residency, or she's making money in a residency, but making more money to go have one mud wrestling match, I'd be re- mud wrestling every night. Or do the residency and then do the mud yeah, wrestling, and make then that you real money. Up. Then you're making all kinds of fucking money. You're making bash money, then, bitch. Which, um, as we've discussed before, Chavo Guerrero is a stunt coordinator on the show. Uh-huh. He had to do testing for this mud wrestling. Yeah, you did, Chavi. Uh, so I feel like that's a a very big waste of a very talented individual <laughs> who could have like. Sm- I like to think that somewhere in Vegas one night, Chavo and Carlito had to go to a live mud wrestling show and had to mud wrestle each other, 
And we just never heard about it. Well, there's video of Whoa. Chavo uh, wrestling some of the other stunt women in the mud. Oh, okay. It's on his Instagram. So to, I, I in, so it's there. It's there. So he it wasn't it wasn't Carlito. He had, he had to wrestle <laughs> so the people bronze. to figure out how it was going to look and what they were going to do and like pre planning for this. Yeah. But he had to be a stunt coordinator for mud wrestling. Nice. Which. You have Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> like you, you got no goddamn wrestling though. Yeah, like you could. I think there could have been. You didn't. You didn't call him in for arm bars and some other stuff mm-hmm. in the middle wrestling episode. <laughs> like, so but you this, call him in for mud wrestling. Technically, this is the wrestling episode. If yeah. you think about it, I just I don't know. Um. So this is where is this the episode where. Britannica tricks Bash. I think that's the next one. The next one. I think. Yeah, because the last You're one's right. when he's freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, this is where. I believe episode where Bobby calls out Bash. Yeah. No, 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 I think that already happened. Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. You probably already did. That was when he first tried to get the job and they turned him down. Okay. All right. This this is this is the episode where uh, Debbie is. Being like accused of resting on her laurels, mm-hmm. resting on the fact that she has a rich boyfriend and not producing anything, yeah. and she's going to produce this AIDS benefit mm-hmm. for Bobby Buns, yeah, which, which is episode nine. Correct? Episode nine, the Libertines, which is a Libertine ball. Yeah, what is a fucking Libertine? Do you even know? I don't know. I can ask the Google. Why don't you? Why don't you ask? I'll ask the, the Google. Google. This is a really good episode. This I I like this episode. The uh, like if they would have skipped over, like, if we got to this a little bit faster after six, because yeah. episode nine put me in the feels. It just everything with with um, the fact that this is an AIDS benefit and it's in the eighties, and we've had this whole discussion with Arthy and Yolanda and just Arthy, you know, learning what it's like to be gay in the eighties, mm-hmm. and then like. Debbie being concerned how JJ is going to handle her, but they don't even like make a big deal about it. Like they, that she's concerned about it whatsoever. Yeah. So I don't well, think I, she just lies to him to get him to go away. Just get, so get just him. like, she doesn't have to worry about it. If he doing this thing, but that's the thing though. She just like, oh, I got a girl's thing. And in my dumb man brain, I was like, Oh, she's got a th- girl's thing. We're going to do another uh, team building thing. Yeah. And I, then all of a sudden she's, they're doing this benefit thing. I'm like, oh, that's the thing. And that's, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even, either. Yep, totally. I, bought the, I bought the lie. And I bought the lie because I didn't even, because it wasn't that discussion of like, oh, this could be a bad deal with JJ or JJ might not like be accepting of it. But then this motherfucker shows up and puts money in that and just cool head. about it. Yeah. And then basically admits that he had like a nephew that was gay oh. and killed himself. Oh, like if you just. It's putting me in the feels right now. Yeah, like man. Just, he's great right here. Any any time where you think a fucking person's going to be one way and they turn around and they completely fucking surprise you in life uh, or in, in TV or characters or characters you think are going to just fucking shit the bed as fucking human beings and they turn around and they'd be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. I could watch that all day. Fuck like dog videos <laughs> and cat videos. It's it's the, the moment. villains being good guys. The, these people who are an archetype mm-hmm. that you think are going to act one way, and they turn around, they're accepting. Much like perfect example, the Gary Schmidt, the Schmidt family, uh, where I grew up. They were 
super fucking Catholic. So Catholic, no birth control. They had like fucking 18 kids. Mm-hmm. The, the, anytime that like old Gary had sex with Mary Schmidt, they had another kid. That's just how it was. Like yeah. they, they were so Catholic and every one of the kids like had like, like saints names, like Matthew, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> every one of them, like John, this. Paul, Ringo. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. So, um, they have all these fucking kids, very Catholic, very, very religious. Like they're going to church like three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even say goddamn in their fucking house. <laughs> scout leader. And I was very good friends with a lot of their, their sons because of scouts. Yeah. Um, they were the rest of the troop. Yes. Basically, Kevin was a year above me. Mark was a year below me. Matthew was two years younger than me. And, oh, yes. St. Kevin. Yes. St. Kevin. <laughs> and... Uh, Matthew, you knew very, at a very early age that Matthew was gay. Okay. Like, there's just no if ands, or buts about it. And being in a very small town in Iowa, <laughs> in the time period that I grew up in, there's going to be an issue. And knowing how religious the Schmidt family were and how religious people get around homosexuality, he was going to be an issue. And I remember talking to Mark because Mark and I were very good friends because um, we were only like a year apart. And usually me and Mark, we would, you know, share a tent together mm-hmm. during Boy Scout camp. And I remember talking to Mark late one night and I go, what do you think your parents are going to do with Matthew? And Mark's just like, I don't know. I really don't fucking know how my parents are going to react. And like, like I was like, like, a discussion that we would have late at night as like teenagers. Yeah. You know, young men, like, real, like feeling bad, like, what's going to happen with Matthew? You know, like, just the idea of, like, his family could fucking shun him. Yeah. This is like a family family. Yeah. You know, like, they're very close. Like a real one. Yeah. Like, they're very, that's not thinking. Not only are they Catholic, they're very close-knit. Like, the, the older ones take care of the younger ones, and it's this big, tight-knit family operation that they've put together. And then the idea that they would kick somebody out because of their sexuality was like, oof. This, this is bad. And, and Matthew's a good kid. He's mm-hmm. great. You know, he was he was also friends with my with my sister, Lindy. And I was just like, he was a nice guy. And also, I, I even, like, shared a tent with Matthew. Like, we were bunkmates in, in scout camp together just because, you know, Mark and I were good friends. And Mark worked at the camp that I usually went to. Where, like, so I was like, all right, I'll watch over you, you Matthew. Matt, you know, we'll, we'll bunk together just like I bunked with Kevin, just like I bunked with Mark. Yeah. Bunked with all of you. And, uh. I remember going off to college, and I was just like, man, it's getting about that time. <laughs> I'm going to have a very, very interesting conversation. I'm going to feel very bad about what the family going to do. Well, Matthew came out. And know what his parents did? They mm. loved him. Oh. Well, good. They accepted him. They loved him. They, they didn't give a fuck what a fucking book said. Yeah. You know, or what some hellfire and brimstone fucking preacher on a television set. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our son. We love him no matter what. And then he developed, he had a part, he had a partner. They love the partner. Um, and then some of the other kids in the Schmidt family came out. Oh shit. Because they, they felt comfortable enough mm-hmm. and no, Gary and Mary did. They love their fucking kids. Amen. And there's this wonderful picture. And I saw it on Facebook of like, they're fucking 18 fucking kids <laughs> and their kids and their partners 
and just in this big group photo that's like massive you had, to have a wide <laughs> you had to fucking it's like a fucking whole town of fucking people <laughs> that i thought was just gonna break up because of fucking what their religion was yeah. but instead these two people decided to love their family there you go and the, the things like that just make me fucking yeah. happy and that and that's kind of what this whole thing with jj reminded me of well good we're about to take that the fuck away from you <laughs> <laughs> uh, libertine <laughs> please tell me what libertines is the cushion this blow is a person especially a man who behaves without moral principles or a sense of responsibility especially in sexual matters so us yeah I'm a fucking libertine I am a fucking libertine and a half <laughs> um but yeah we have this fun little deal yeah uh, they put this little ball of Everyone doing their uh, these performances and, and stuff. And then we have a uh, very robust, uh, loving lady. Let us, let us not fucking glaze over the fucking fact in the balls <laughs> of Gina fucking Davis. Yeah. Let, it, let us fucking give a fucking round of applause for right that. On. For having the fucking courage. Just, and looking fucking great. And looking fucking great. And just owning it and just being like, yeah, I'm going to dress up like a fucking showgirl mm-hmm. at this stage of my fucking career. Fuck you. Love it. I look fantastic. Yeah. Fucking love it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great fucking job, Gina Davis. Unbelievable. And then, of course, this whole episode ends up with it being a hate crime. Yeah. And then just pulls you back down. A lot of goddamn emotion in an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking just... Reminding, you? just reminding you, not only how shitty things were back then, but how shitty things are now. Yeah, really, there's no really haven't gone too far. It seems really fucking haven't gone too far at all, and that's a shame. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what episode nine reminds us of. Um, episode ten tries to remind us what Christmas is. But, <laughs> um, it, uh, I don't remember Christmas. Where somebody would give me this wonderful, nice gift on explaining to me who a human being is and then make them a complete shitbag yeah. 15 minutes later mm-hmm. in the middle of a binge of an episode because all of a sudden Tex, who is super progressive, is mm-hmm. like, nah, you're a woman. You bleed it once a month. You don't know nothing about business. <laughs> like, Admits that he only had her around to make the dinners not suck so much while it was business meetings and that uh, he may have made it more bearable. And that she was good to look at I, during the meetings. If you made all this like <sighs> progress and you just blew up your bridge, I've had to, I've had a hard time wrapping my brain around that. Yeah, like th- that's like the one thing that really kind of soured me on the probably the whole series. And the only thing that I can come up with is is in the same sense that has happened over years of entertainment, where you have you know male writers who don't know how to write for women. So we always hear. And this is the show is predominantly female writers. Mm. Maybe this is them turn about as fair play, That's motherfuckers. Right. Here you go, guys. Here you go, guys. Uh, we don't understand how uh, a man like this would work, so this is what we're going to do. <laughs> That's the only thing that I... So, so if that is what's going on, that, that is why, you know, writers' rooms that have... You know, people talk shit about this. Like, oh, I know a lot of fucking comics that are like, oh, fuck it. I can't get a writing job because I'm not black or a woman. It's like, no, fuck you. We, we need 
all people of color, all mm. people of walks of life, all people of experiences, so we can get the most fully formed characters in a writer's room. Yeah. Like, that's that's what we need. So my hope is that there weren't enough men in there that were saying, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Nope. So, we need more women saying, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, and so it's just, I think it's just a situation of maybe, maybe that, or like, ah, we don't care about this character anymore. Yeah. Let's just dump him right away. But as somebody that got behind him, like, 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking guttural. Guttural. Cause I just gave, cause like I said, I just gave this long story from my childhood yeah. of what I felt when I saw this moment in a series. And then to see him go, I'm a fucking man. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Like that. It was frustrating. to me. Yeah. So that would be what I would say. But, and this is the only person to ever get comeuppance because then she starts to, Take his investments from him. This is true. She she took that the TV station because now the last one they had talked about. Yes, to to get your glow back on TV and Mm -hmm. change the characters and go back to LA. I guess is the process. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, be more wrestling if we do that season four. Oh, Um, this is also where we get uh, Bash uh, just having a breakdown. Well, we didn't really talk about it after we said that was the episode it did. Yeah. So, so everyone knows Bash is gay, and then... Everybody. And then we bring our buddy Paul back, our good friend Paul, mm-hmm. uh, who Britannica gets to uh, flirt with her enough to get him jealous to see what if it's happening, and he doesn't, and then he's just watching for a minute, and then they go and they fuck, and they have a three-way, and then basically Bash and Paul just jerk each other off for a little while. Uh, but then we have this him accepting, well, what we think is him accepting that he's gay. Yeah. And, and acknowledging it. And listen, if he's with Britannica and this is their thing that yeah. they do in the privacy of their home. Rock and roll. Fine. And just come to terms with that. Yeah. And 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 that's mostly what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a friend of mine that I felt like struggled with not admitting that he's gay. And I felt like that caused a lot of problems in his life. And I was just like, dude, just say you're gay or bi or whatever or wh- however you want to classify in your in, in your life. But you fighting with it is making you a fucking asshole right now <laughs> and just never coming to terms with it. And I, I think maybe that's what's going on with Bash and maybe that's why there's all these big fucking swings as a fucking character. Yeah. Setting up for that to have this big turnaround. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Bash is like, no, I'm going to be a good Christian man and buy this TV station. Yeah. So, which is weird. I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. But uh, no one else isn't gay. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> That's arguable. Uh, they, so basically they do a wrestling show. It's basically around the Christmas Carol. Yeah. And there's always the big wrestling scene at, in the last episode where <laughs> you have the big wrestling match. Yeah. A little underwhelming. I mean, Ruth is doing fucking shooting star presses. Yeah, well, it was a moonsault. Well, you're right. It was moonsault. It was, it was a moonsault. moonsault. Pretty, pretty cool moonsault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was cool to see. But also too, like in the '80s, and yeah. that's not a finisher. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Somebody's but, mad. Somebody just undertakered up. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. We get to see a, a gory buster. Yeah. Which yeah, you know, right on. on. Good little nod to your dad there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, matches was what it was. We could yeah. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the concept, of like, oh, we're trying to plant you into this light grave. That's yeah, the ring. that's neat. That was cool. Just the way they actually kind of take away the fact there wasn't wrestling in it. Just the way they shot all of this and kind of made that the concept mm-hmm. was awesome. 
Yes. There's just no wrestling to it. No. I mean, it was for There's no wrestling in what is the very last episode of a wrestling show that has had no wrestling to this point. And usually the last episode wrestling. The balls of the walls. Oh, that fucking last season with the wedding and then Chavo <laughs> getting in there mm-hmm. doing all the fancy stuff. And then the season before with this big build to Libertyville versus Ruth's character, mm-hmm. like just yeah. getting to that and then having that match be, be as good as it was. Like, yeah. And this didn't have that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but uh, we did get Keith coming back yep. as Santa Claus, yep. saying he's down for adoption, just being proven to be a fucking good guy. Mm-hmm. We felt a little bad about him, and the Debbie fucking steals the TV station. Already comes out as like straight up gay to everybody, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we know." Mm-hmm. And they got her a, a Rainbow Pride uh, bandana or a little sweatband. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody's flying home to w- or wherever they're going. Um, and yeah. So, and we get this weird, this weird fucking scene with fucking Debbie and Ruth. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know where either of them are going <laughs> season four. Like, I don't, I think I'm supposed to did, feel that. Did Ruth just quit or? Yeah, did Ruth quit or what is she continuing to do? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. And, and the thing is too, it's like, maybe I'm just confused because I associate Debbie's way. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, go make all the fucking money in the world. Of course. That's why we're fucking doing this. And get all the power, get all the fucking money to do whatever the fuck you want to do. And Debbie just, she fucking leveled up. She figured out a way to do what she wants to do, how she wants to do it. And that's all you want in life. And Ruth's like, nah, rather be a slave to the grind and keep doing these auditions. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Scene. Season. Season. And that's where we leave it. Mm. So. I don't know, man. It was weird. Yeah. Um, episode nine is great. Episode six was great. I, I, I suppose you could surmise that you'd have to watch the earlier episodes to think that those episodes are as good as they are. Yeah. Um, but you might be able to skim over <laughs> some of them. You can watch them double. Yeah. You, you, you could definitely like be on your phone yeah. and kind of pay attention to the first ones, mm-hmm. first like five. Yeah. You know, unlike the fucking Lucha uh, show we're going to be discussing next. <laughs> I still don't know what I watched. Um, so, things we skipped over, they had no payoff. One was Liberty Bell's bulimia. Yeah. Uh, she stars herself for a while, and then her and Ruth eat, and then she goes and she starts to puke, but she only does it one time, and that's the only time it's ever acknowledged. There was a lot of stuff that just kind of like got laid on the table, and we never went back to it. Yeah, kind of like Cherry's money issue. Yeah. We never went back to that. Uh, one thing they brought up that I didn't even never I never took into consideration about it, but they had to eat a a, a a casino hotel buffet every day for food. That is just like, wait a minute. That just seems like so. Like at first, I was like, that's rad, and then I was like, no, wait, that's fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, you, you get his buffets every day of the same kind of whatever bullshit food. Ugh. But if they if you had grilled chicken and broccoli every day. With a little bit of rice, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I could get down with that. And then eggs, just some scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. a little bit of oatmeal. That's all I fucking need. I try to eat the same thing every every day. I, yeah. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but I'm also the same guy that goes, mm, mm, bland food, <laughs> yeah. like. raisins in my potato salad. Yeah. So uh, those are some things I remember that didn't get paid off well. Uh, it's really all I can think about that we probably missed a bunch. Yeah, I mean, 
So you you could hear you could hear our disdain about this, but you could probably watch something and see some new stuff we didn't talk about because again, like it got real mind numbing after a while. I don't think the season was made for us. No, let's let's be honest yeah. here. I don't I don't know if the series was ever made for us. No, really. it's not. Yes, it's uh, uh, except for the us, wrestling. us not ju- us not men us wrestlers. Yeah, and say that. Yeah, like I like, think the first. Of course, season- this show is not made for dudes. It's about the growth of women and and all of that and their their the way they're treated and everything. Yeah, so I, it's not made for dudes. It's made for women. But as wrestlers, this was not our season. Yes, we had two other seasons. Yeah, and I'm and I'm happy about those two seasons. Yeah, season one and two for, for us as wrestlers, fantastic. I think it honored uh, the spirit of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But this one, what I was looking for um, in season three, and I thought I was going to get because of what I'd gotten before with seasons one and two i did not get in season three yeah and that's fine mm-hmm. it's fine it's completely okay so um like i said this this was a, this was never made for us to begin with we do only we're watching it because it's pro wrestling related i'm happy that this I is got, what we do every year I, I i'm glad that we got the seasons one and two but mm-hmm. if i don't see a lot of wrestling in season four yeah we're not doing an episode we're, we're not gonna do a podcast on it <laughs> and that's you know, but like I said, the, you you may think that Glow uh, after season three is the best thing you've ever seen, and that's fine. Yeah, that's great, I, I, and I'm and I'm happy for you. But like I said, it was never made for us as dudes. It only happened to end up on our plate because we're professional wrestlers, mm-hmm. and it scratched that itch. But season three did not do that. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I don't have anything bad to say about it. No, I I, I, I just wasn't kept entertained by it. I I, I I finished it because I had to. The the things that are that I like about it weren't in it. Yeah. And but like I said, was it was it made for me? Mm-hmm. And and I hope. And I'll be honest. I'm not saying there wasn't bad parts. Like well, we obviously liked a lot of things about it. Just the way it was all, the way the whole picture was painted was not the art I wanted. Absolutely. And I hope there's a season four because yeah. people get work and continue on the story, and then maybe there's going to be much more wrestling to it, and then I can jump right in. Like, oh, yeah, season three was an anomaly. Season <laughs> four is going to fucking rock. Go. Great. Fucking awesome. But at the same time, too, if if it doesn't, it continues on this path, and you enjoy this path, go cool. on. Good. Good on. That's Leave a review about it. Yeah, leave a review. Good t-shirt. <laughs> I don't think they're giving away t-shirts. That's only our, our, our thing. <laughs> That's what I, I meant. Leave a review I on think, a podcast. I think Netflix is doing fine. I don't think they need to beg people uh, like we do yeah. on the podcast. Uh, but, well, that's how we got where we are. Uh, exactly. And and we got where we are because of people like uh, Gabriel Kidd and uh, the Michelle sisters. And Flo, our sponsor for this episode. Flo from the sponsor. So uh, Zane Riley, this is coming out this Thursday. Is there anything you want to let us know about that you got coming up? Uh, I'll be at $5 wrestling this afternoon or evening, whatever you want to call it. I've got other shows, but who gives a shit? Uh, i got like a PWX show coming up. Uh, I will be... Uh, doing the Lucha Libre Charlotte, as I just found out today, do some cancellations. Oh, okay. Uh, going to put my hood on Bubba. Mm. Uh, Dirt Wildebeest will be there doing Wildebeest things. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you doing the thing on the coast that we discussed? No, I'm going to do your thing. Oh. I, M- Michael never followed up. Oh, okay. He's like, where are you at this weekend? Morganton. Never heard another word. Oh, I don't want to work for him and uh, for Ricky Nelson, and uh, the money will not be good. Okay, so all right, fair. I'd rather just wrestle an hour away from home and get home in time. Fair enough. Um, 
I, if you're listening to this in a timely fashion, like I said, that we will have the Carolina Stampede tonight. Is that I pay review as well? Uh, not so much I pay review as it is a live stream. Okay. You have to be a member of the High Spots Wrestling Network. Okay, and you get to see it for free. So, um, that's how that is. So it's more of a live stream than it. But it is. will be up in a live fashion. Yes, it will Great. be in a live fashion at 8 p.m. tonight. Then I am going to be at Northeast Wrestling tomorrow. Uh, what is it? Uh, Friday, September the 13th. Because uh, I just got my <laughs> I just got my flight information. <laughs> Good. Um, for that. They oh, paid, Flyboy. Look at you. They paid way too much. They should have paid for the flight uh, much sooner. <laughs> it, should, it should not have cost that much. Um, and the match that they're advertising me for right now is um, not that great. But I'm expecting that to change. Ooh. We'll uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, then Saturday, I'll be in Morganton with you. I'll be running the uh, Burke County Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Then this Sunday. And that is a $5 production? It is a $5 production, but tickets are like 6 bucks or 8 mm. bucks or something. It, it's a whole rigmarole. I'm just, I'm solely doing this show in Morganton this Saturday um, to set up some storylines for upcoming mm. shows. And I'll also be at that. Yes, you'll also be at that. Also, to this Sunday uh, against Sunday Night Football, I will be doing a stand-up comedy show <laughs> here Sounds in good. Charlotte. Great. Uh, and Night of Champions, which I will be at. Oh, Clash of Champions, yes. Cla- yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's Clash of Champions. And then also to this upcoming Wednesday, September the 18th, I'll be making my bar wrestling debut. Woo! So, you know. If you're if you're in LA, coast to coast, Manning. If you're in LA and you want to be like, hey, fuck you, yeah. you fucking mansplaining asshole, fucking yeah. douchebag for not liking season three. You don't know anything about flow or glow. You don't know about either of them. Uh, I will be there at Bar Wrestling. I will be wrestling Jervis Cotton Belly. Oh, that's fucking cool. So that's very fucking rad. And then I'll be doing a bunch of interviews with guys that are part of Bola. And then I'm going to be doing the Queen City Comedy Experience at the end of this month of September 2019. Hell yeah. Um, anything else? No, nah, man. Let's go home. Let's let's get out of here because um, we got a lot of other shows to discuss. So um, we got an interesting coming one, uh, interesting show coming up. Make sure you check that out. And where you can check that out, you can check that out. At high, how did this get booked? I almost said highspots.com. Highspots.com. We had the mention before. You know, <laughs> uh, whatever. You go to uh, how did this get do it again? It's there's a G in it. That's the problem. That's there's why. a G. Uh, there's an issue. Um, go to howdidthiskipbook.com for more information about upcoming shows. I'm going to do a better job of updating that. Uh, but if you want to yell at me and say I mansplained to you about Glow Season 3, you can get up with me at Manning on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email me at manscoutmanning at yahoo.com. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify. Once again, if you switched over to Spotify, take a screen cap and then tag me in it and I will tweet out that we are on Spotify now let people know about that because that is a new occurrence for us but what's not a new occurrence is how good a job Don does at Sex Squirrel Studio and we can't thank you enough for that Don but we can't thank you enough for listening to another edition of How Did This Get Booked Woo.